Holy shit, okay. Sorry, man, that really surprised me this time. Well, this is Jeff, of course, with uh, with You Miss My Childhood, here for a mini-sode what? with my co-host, Ali Tabibnijad. How are you doing today, man? Oh, I, I'm, I'm good. It took me like a million seconds to realize what you were talking about there. <laughs> yeah, I was talking about the, uh, the song that we're listening to that just cut off abruptly before... Um, you know, before we right, set to record, right. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I wonder when reacting to that is going to get old. <laughs> I mean, it, it probably already is, yes, but it doesn't mean <laughs> I'm going to stop at any time. <laughs> right. But yeah, you, you can instruct me to stop doing that immediately if you need to. Okay, stop doing that. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> then I have to think about an intro for the minisodes, and I don't want to have to do that. My brain space cannot handle thinking about another intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, yeah, so this is this is the off-week episodes we do, where we roughly edit them and talk about either The Simpsons or Seinfeld. Today, it is The Simpsons. So we're talking about Season 2, Episode 4, which is Two Cars in Every Garage, Three eyes on every fish. So, just to get your general impressions first off. What What did you think about this episode? And like, what uh, I don't know. What did you kind of latch on as something that uh, was worthwhile talking about? Uh, it was uh, this kind of classic feeling episode that sort of set up like the basic characters in a way. That's that was kind of surprising. Instead of uh, usually watching a Simpsons episode where everything has been tried and done and overdone and they're making fun of themselves almost um, and doing backflips on the basics of characters that have long been entrenched and established. So that felt Yeah, I mean, if you're watching the 20th season, yeah. Right. (laughs) That's definitely how it feels compared to the second one. Exactly, exactly. You know, did this one feel like any more rough uh, than the other ones we've been watching? Um, not any rougher, I don't think, no. Huh. I I thought it felt a little bit, I don't know, just a little rougher as far as the animation and maybe, not not the storyline, I thought the storyline was pretty good, but then some of the beats were just a little bit rougher, and this was actually supposed to be the first episode of the second season, but then they they brought up the Bart one at the very last minute because they wanted to capitalize on that Bart mania. Yeah, interesting, okay. Uh, it felt very uh, first episode-y, very mm. uh, classic arc and um, just uh, very, um, what's what's the word, canon? Very much. Canon, sure. Yeah, yeah. very yeah. much core Simpsons. I was wondering, so, you know, this episode, the, the core of it is about Bart catching a, a mutant fish that has three eyes right down river from the nuclear power plant, and then Burns, uh, Montgomery Burns, I guess no one calls him anything else besides Mr. Burns, Right. but yeah, Mr. Burns launching a campaign because he was about to get shut down or have a bunch of, like, money he had to put into the power plant to keep it open because they had things like uh, gum sealing the cooling right. towers and radioactive drips happening here and there. Um, yeah, so did, did this, uh, did this, I don't know, have you have you had much experience being around a nuclear power plant? Definitely not, no. The- <laughs> you haven't? <laughs> closest I came... What kind of life have you lived? Uh, the closest I came was watching Chernobyl, the miniseries on HBO. Ah, I was wondering <laughs> if you watched that, yeah. I was thinking about Chernobyl when those uh, guys came with the Geiger counters right. and they were just going all off. No, I have been... Uh, 
around an X-ray or two, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> about as nuclear <laughs> as my life has gotten. Yeah. Mm. How about yourself? Yeah, like, city, have like... you have you worked at one? Did you? Yes. Engineer Chernobyl yep, when it blew up. Yeah, yeah. When I was like three or however old I was when that right, happened. Yep, right. absolutely. No, I mean, I, when I was in China, I lived in a town that had a nuclear power plant. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, that was mostly manned by Russians. Wow. Did you have a Geiger counter? <laughs> yeah, I did. It. It. it uh, I don't know. I got them making noise. I think it was broken. <laughs> Just kind of static coming from it. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But then, like to the uh, east of the city. To the east, yeah, yeah, to the east of the city. No, I'm sorry, to the west of the city were these, like, cooling towers that looked like nuclear power plants. It looked kind of like, you know, like the ones you see in The Simpsons, but I guess that was actually a coal power plant. Oh. But then the nuclear power plant was at the western, no, God, sorry, the eastern part of the city, right on the sea. Yeah, I'm glad you corrected yourself. A lot of people were getting disoriented. <laughs> oh, <about> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they probably still are. <laughs> About the city you were in, like what? That wasn't on the west side. What is he talking about? That was. I know, I know. People know Lady yeah. Gong geography very well right, here on this podcast. Right. So yeah, I definitely got to make sure I'm not, I'm not yeah. misrepresenting <laughs> Get that, that right, very man. famous city in China. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like you know the the whole concept of Homer working on a nuclear power plant. I think that's that's not mined as as well as it should be sometimes. Yeah, but I think here, it's pretty it's pretty funny just because he's always sleeping and scratching right. his butt and burping right. and he only cares <laughs> about the donuts. Right, right. Um, and let's see. Oh my! I was looking at my notes to see if I had something to say about that, but uh, my notes are not about <laughs> Homer at all and his work. Oh, um, okay. Well, then, what what are your notes about? Let's move on to whatever your notes are about. Uh, well, this kind of goes back to the theme we started with of just the episode being very canon, but like the yeah. opening was so tame compared to like the elaborate openings they have these days like just for bart to be writing something as simple as i will not right. xerox my butt you know yeah. and the couch just like folding out like haha like a fold out bed coming uh, instead of you know now they have like whole five minutes of animation and whatnot happening. oh so you mean literally that like intro yeah exactly exactly huh yeah, I know. Well, you know, talk about the Simpsons refer referencing themselves. I mean, that that, that kind of gets insane sometimes. I've seen some right. of like five-minute couch exactly. games, like the that's... one that's Banksy. Yeah, there are more than one, I think. Oh, I'm sure there are. Yeah. Yeah, but at this point, they, they I think they just finally decided that they were going to do a couch gag and, and a chalkboard gag for every episode. Oh, just just around this episode they did? Uh, no, 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 not around this episode, but, you know, right around this time. This is just the second season, so I'm sure that that was, like, just the thing that they were establishing that they were oh, going to start doing, okay. you know, from there on out. So did so, Bart yeah. have, like, a, a set thing that he would be writing on the blackboard? That was always different. That and the couch gag were always different. Always, from the first season. I think so, yeah. I think every single episode. But, you know, often, like, the, the whole big intro was usually was cut at least in syndication it was cut oh wow yikes how's that <laughs> i mean it's a long ass intro so you know they just <laughs> uh they have like the chalkboard gag the couch gag and then they cut out everything in between hmm and they would cut it that seems wrong uh, 
I mean, you know, if you're watching the syndication, you're going to watch like maybe two or three seasons back to back. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask, what does syndication even mean? Oh, so yeah, sorry. So that's just once the show's in reruns. So, you know, they're like oh. showing it outside of its normal time slot because there's been enough episodes for like, you know, this just show during off times. So, for example, every single day I would get off school and then I want to say around five o'clock they would play two Simpsons episodes and then you know, I also could find two Seinfeld episodes as well for a oh, while. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I caught a lot of, I mean, I caught the Simpsons like at their proper time. But I think most of Seinfeld I watch is probably in syndication. Oh. And it's randomized. Whoa. Wow. That yeah. just blew So it's my not mind. like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's part of the reason why these kind of shows can never really like establish a long running arc. Oh, because they end up becoming randomized and shown whenever. Totally. Yeah, and Out that's of kind order. of you know, that's yeah. by design. Huh. Wow. Okay. So you really have to be a hardcore fan to kind of, at least back in the day, you had to be to uh, follow things, I guess, in order and to see them develop as they intended them to? Kind of. Or just a person that watched it when it came out. I mean, this was like one of the biggest, I mean, you know, the second biggest sitcom because this was airing at the same time as The Cosby Show. And, well, we all know how that way in one age. But (laughs) at the time, The Cosby Show was huge massive and that was like a you know the one show that the simpsons was really up against and constantly competing with because they had the same time slot oh wow that's insane yeah the cosby show almost always beat the simpsons but it wasn't by much you know especially for like how new the simpsons was and for being on fox which was like the scrappy up-and-coming network that really had nothing you know that was that broke into the mainstream up until the simpsons Really? Fox wasn't a big deal all the time? No, no, no. no. Uh, Simpsons start. Yeah, I mean, with Simpsons and Fox, like, they definitely rose together. And I would say, I would argue that the Fox, ro- Fox rose because of the Simpsons. Oh, wow. You should have seen some of the other shows that were, like, on after the Simpsons. They were so <laughs> weird and crappy. <laughs> and then before the Simpsons, too, at least on my local Fox affiliate, uh-huh. they played these, like, super sad looking depressing old ass movies all the time <laughs> really? always just black and white and had like some sad flute playing at the credits in the background if i like tuned into the simpsons too early i'd have to watch five minutes of that oh wow i yeah, the, i can't even imagine that kind of movie like i, I mean just it's just no like concept. any of those yeah any of those old movies you know like um the old folks in the retirement home, you know, when, when when that Burns political ad came on, they were oh. watching something that was like movie for a dreary afternoon. <laughs> okay. That's what the uh, the show was they're watching, Reference. and that was exactly how I feel about those movies that aired like in the middle of the day. They just like something about them maybe so depressed feeling. Wow, interesting. Uh, was there a mo- way to like refer to those types of movies? Uh, probably, but I just, I just referred to them as like the boring, <laughs> the boring, white, movie. depressing movies that, that were on occasionally before something I wanted to watch. Huh. On Fox. On Fox. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember right now if that was before the syndication or the actual show itself, because that's wild. If before the show itself, they're just playing some like really yeah, old, weird movie. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Um, so was there something like what was the winning joke of all the the gags that they had which one made you laugh the most or oh this time 
Yeah, no, no, no. I definitely laughed a few times. So when Homer says, like, I bet you didn't even know how many eyes a fish had, I thought that was oh. pretty funny. <laughs> that is funny. Because, okay. you know, there's, there's, the part of the a subplot here is that Marge is uh, supporting this other candidate called Mary Bailey, who seems kind of like a, I don't know, who would you equate her with in a modern political sense, like a Nancy Pelosi? Oh, I don't Maybe even Elizabeth think... Warren or something like that? Hmm. Is she supposed to be a very popular governor like 98 yeah. percent approval rating i don't think really i mean nah, if you have a equivalent yeah i don't i don't yeah, know we what. don't have anyone that can be that popular right um back in the day maybe our own uh what's his face who ran for president briefly um schweitzer schweitzer yeah he was popular for a spell Huh? Yeah, I guess he wore jeans all the time. <laughs> right, right. The the governor of Montana, by the way, from like, I don't know, 2004 till 2012 or something like that, probably. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I thought that yeah. joke was funny when, when Bart when yeah they asked Bart to pray and he says we bought this food <laughs> ourselves so thanks for nothing right <laughs> and everyone gasps. <laughs> um, I liked it a lot when. Uh, Burns uh, was being shown a political uh, sort of presentation about how he was going to look oh, uh, yeah. in the campaign. And he was like, why are my teeth showing? And they were smiling. like, because you're smiling. Like, oh, yes. I, that was the most titillating joke for me. Yeah, and then they also talk about how, you know, the, their whole campaign's going to be bringing down the, the respected candidate because they got nothing to go on with Burns himself. And then they show him a picture of, like, everyone around her picketing her, and he's like, ah, visual representation. Yeah, <laughs> it really helped. I, I also like Burns' like little nicknames for everyone, like Joe's Six-Pack, Sally Housecoat. <laughs> what else do you say? <laughs> Joe Meatball, Eddie Punch Clock. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and then right before Homer is trying to convince Marge that Burns is coming over to dinner, he's like, mmm, great toast. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it sounded very dry and, I don't know, very toasty yeah, no and regular. No one says great toast ever. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you, so oh. did, do you think, like, was it because he was trying to convince Mars, Marge? To, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Oh. That was just like, ooh, great job. By the way. <laughs> yeah. Because he said it literally in the same breath, you know, like, oh. by the way. Burns is coming over for dinner. I didn't catch that. Okay. Yeah. I was surprised by one thing. Sorry, were you going to say something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. What were you surprised by? Uh, at the end, when... Uh, so, the way that dinner concludes is um, Marge brings him the three-eyed fish as dinner. Yes. And, Serves on uh, a platter. Right. And... Burns tries to eat it, but then spits it out, and you know his political hopes are dashed. And then yeah, he starts. We should also say too that he, um, before this happened, one of his campaign ads, he's talking to Darwin, <laughs> and Darwin, right? <laughs> I mean, not actual Darwin, but a you know a guy playing Darwin. And Darwin's like, "Hey, maybe a third eye's an advantage. Who knows? Evolution." And Burns is like, "Mmm, it's also tasty." Right, right. That's key to this. Um, and of course, he can't eat it. And um, yeah, uh, his ho political hopes are dashed, and he starts breaking things around their uh, <laughs> their house. <laughs> and yes. I noticed that they had a piano. Yeah, I noticed that too. Have they always had a piano? 
You know, I was it, for some reason I also latched onto that piano because you don't really think of them as being a musical family, but um, right, it seems it has like... been used. It has been used very, very strongly in some episodes I can think of. But I really, it's, yeah, it's it's not a common. You don't see the Simpsons often playing the piano. That's for sure. They definitely don't seem like the kind of household who would have a piano. Yeah, but well, you maybe... know, Lisa plays a saxophone. She's a musical yeah, girl. Yeah. Lisa's exceptional, right? She's like a genius. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, when you have a genius in the house, a piano kind of follows. <laughs> I guess so. But <laughs> I wonder, like, is it uh, more like because older households or households back in the day sure. used to have pianos? Is that true? I would, oh, it's certainly more than now because right now I would never have, a, like, I mean, I shouldn't say never, but... Having a piano kind of seems like a curse to me. <laughs> Why? It's so so hard to move, man. Like I mean, <laughs> I, I have an electric piano, and I have it still has a full eighty-eight keys. I think yeah. that's a great thing to have, especially nowadays where like the electric pianos. If you spend a couple hundred bucks, they can do a pretty good job of recreating yeah, right, the sound right. and feel of a piano. Mm-hmm. And then you can like put it in your car and move it. You don't have to like hire someone special to do it. And yeah, uh, so. I mean, th- th- what you're saying is kind of telling of the times too. Like, I feel like people used times. to uh, <laughs> yeah. move less. Did, did you like the alliteration there, the telling of the times? Oh yeah, I bet they probably did move less. Yeah, I mean, one thing is probably they they had the option to not move all the time because you know cities were right. just like rapidly changing. I guess they kind of were, but not like today. And pianos maybe were like heirlooms. Like she inherited it, merged it from. Yeah. Her parents and... Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, if you go to Craigslist and look at pianos, you'll see a ton and like they're free or really cheap lots of times. Really? Unless they're like super nice. Oh, yeah, because people are just like, well, this th- I got to move. This thing is a pain in the ass. Oh, come take it from me. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, you'll see pianos all the time for like, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks for free. Wow. Wow, that's good to know for when I yeah. move somewhere <laughs> for permanent. For when you are sure you're not going to move anymore in the rest right. of your life. Right, yes. exactly, <laughs> exactly. Good to know. Uh, I mean, I thought in lots of ways this episode was super relevant, right? Um, sure. <laughs> Why do you no, think you, it was relevant so? Relevant to well, just, now? Well, just as far as it's like, you know, the depiction of American politics. Oh, yeah. Um. I suppose it's striking how, um, I guess, timeless the arc was. Or the arc. Depressing? Yeah, you could argue either way. Right, right. Although, I mean, I don't know. I I think it sort of has been proven that money isn't everything. Like, if you have unlimited funds, you can't just make anybody anything. Although, you know. No. But it's also been proven that our public Im- public impression of someone can change rapidly, at least oh, with some yeah, people. Yeah. You know, right. to where like someone that's despicable, that nobody likes, can suddenly become a hero. Yeah. Uh, wh- what was the whole thing with um, the uh, fuckface who is Montana's <laughs> representative <laughs> right now? Or congressman, I think. Or is he the governor? He's the governor. Jesus. Oh, you're talking about Gianforte? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, let's not talk about that guy. Let's but, not, would, would you okay. want to ask about him? Um, about like, he's lost the uh, c- a congressional seat, right? He's before, a governor. But before he ran for governor, he lost something. I think he, was, he lost uh, to Tester or something. 
for no, the Senate. No, he was never a senator. No, I know. Never... He, he just lost oh, something. Oh, was he, was he running for Senate? He might have been. Right. Lost, ran for something and lost. Right. And then ran for governor and won. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that was like kind of Montana politics changing too and just becoming like, you know, more red. Yikes. Okay. He won pretty heartily. He did. He did. It wasn't a ver- yeah, it wasn't very competitive. And for Montana, which felt like always uh elected like purple. insiders or, you know, sure. purple insiders, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, um, this outside this California businessman. Right. Anyway, yeah, let's let's talk about talking about Montana politics. Yeah. <laughs> no one cares about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean but you know, right away people were like watching TV and they were like, fuck this guy, and then after watching like a few seconds, they're like, Oh, I'm gonna vote for him. Wow, yeah, yeah. Um my counter example to like money can't buy everything, or my counter example, my example was uh Oh, I can't remember his name now. I can't remember anybody's name in this. I've I've been like that one guy, Jeff. Tell me his name. <laughs> yeah, you said the fuckhead, the yeah. fuckface. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, good enough description. I oh, should have gudged you forte by right, fuckface. Right, uh, Bloomberg. Okay. Oh, yeah, that guy. Right, <laughs> great. <laughs> what are you gonna say about him? He actually does look like Burns a little bit. He does. He has this very, like, Bloomberg has a very, like, slow kind of, like, almost like he's animatronic or something, like this right, animatronic turtle. Right, right, Um, You know, he Warla. ran for president and spent a fortune on himself, but couldn't, uh-huh. couldn't uh, gain any real traction. So, <laughs> well, this fascinating Money statement. can't buy anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everything. Yeah, yeah. Espe- especially in a crowded race when you're up against, like, 20 other folks. Right. Right. Um, So, yeah, that's uh, the relevance of the political statement that this (laughs) this episode made. Um, Yeah, definitely. There was a kind of a disturbing joke that I thought was hilarious, actually. What was that? Um, When... uh, Bart. When Homer wanted to snuggle with... Um, oh, Marge, yeah, right? like about consent, right? Right, right, right. He yeah, was she, like, he like pushes her out of the bed as he's trying to snuggle her, and she falls down, and he's like, hey, get back in the bed, and she's like, I'm fine here, and then he says, I just want to snuggle, and then she says, no, I don't want to snuggle, and he says, what's that got to do with it? Right, <laughs> right, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I know, I know, I was like, whoa, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny, but like, damn, all right, <laughs> but you know, that's the... Uh, you know, the, the show is satirizing probably that dynamic. Oh, huh. Yeah. That men feel entitled to their exactly. wives? Okay. That's how I took okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how else to take it, really. I, I, You know, another joke that really surprised me, too, was when they're trying to figure out what to, what to smear Mary, Mary Bailey with, who is the well-respected, beloved governor. Mm-hmm. And a guy's like, well, uh, we found this guy that she was dating when she, when, uh, she was 16. <laughs> right. And they're like, what'd you find? And he's like, oh, he felt her up. I was like, <laughs> right. damn, they yeah. said that. <laughs> yeah, and somehow that's supposed to be a smear. I mean, it's not, I guess, supposed to be smear on her, but... Um, yeah. I think the maybe the like my mind I'm I'm looking at it and thinking hard about it. Maybe the thing was that uh, she was not supposed to be felt up. You know, well, it was her no, fault. No, 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 no. I, no, the thing is that they're supposed to. You know, they're shaming someone for having exactly sex. right, right. Yeah. 
So, you know, the joke's not on her at all. The joke is on how people look into the past of politicians and take these, like, relevant things that, uh, you know, sometimes are really disturbing and lots of times are just normal human things that they yeah. can demonize. Right, 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 right. But uh, I, I guess yeah. I guess the one thing that definitely has changed this episode is that, you know, these kinds of, like, hot mic situations no longer can dismantle a candidate. No, no, they can't. As, at uh, least, uh, yeah, at least not a certain candidate who we shall not name. <laughs> at least, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of there that we're going to see in the near future that, uh, you know, survive this kind of scandal. Yeah, I feel like um, in some ways that's a step forward. Uh, but when it's for candidates that I don't like, it's a step backward. Yeah, it's a step forward to some degree because I think it can be like, you know, I mean, think about the Howard Dean scream, like that kind mm, of thing. Right, right. That it's was such a ridiculous. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, that's a crazy thing to, like, bring down someone's campaign. I think mm. it was more than that as well, but certainly that's what in our collective consciousness we remember. Like, oh, yeah, that's, uh, you know, he screamed when he <laughs> won the primary or something like that. And then right, after that, right. and no one heard from him ever again. <laughs> we could have had, like, a um, really exciting race that, energized young folks but instead we instead had we got john Kerry. <laughs> <laughs> wait was that was that john Kerry time it was it was damn yeah that wasn't very exciting at all was it no no i remember it well <laughs> <laughs> oh man um yeah so i think that's about all i have to say about this particular episode is there anything else any other? oh one last thing is that once again, The Simpsons is referring some old-ass shit throughout. So, you know, Burns is singing Brother, Can You Spare a Dime, which is a super old, I think, oh. Depression-era song. Wow, I and, was wondering. And there's lots of references to Citizen yeah. Kane, which you probably picked up on. I did not. What? Uh, oh, like like his, you know, his photo in the background when he's, like, running his campaign. And then I guess, like, oh. also when he's smashing the house up at the end, that's a, that's from a scene, that's reminiscent of a scene in Citizen Kane. Oh, oh. That's, and then, you, yeah. Go ahead. Maybe you didn't catch this, but uh, you know when they're, like, you know, doing the family's makeup and Homer's got his eyebrows all crazy? He's looking at the mirror. Yeah, he's like, yeah. whoa, you sexy devil, or whatever he says. Right. And then they're like, no, no, no. Who is this guy? Tyrone Power? Yeah, who's that? <laughs> I had no idea. I had to look it up. He's an actor from the 30s and 50s. Oh, my God. Whoa. It's so strange. Who would, even in the 80s, recognize that? Like, I, you would I have mean, to be... I guess... Me, even if yeah. you were 50, you were just a baby when <laughs> this guy would have been around. I guess so. But, you know, it's kind of the same way as, like, referencing someone from the 70s in our time, right? I... I guess like, you know, you're right. Like, you're right. You're right. Yeah, Kojak or Chips or like you know some seventies thing. Right. And Serpico. I don't recognize any. Like you named three. <laughs> you know Serpico at least. No, I don't okay, know Serpico. Never. I've never... <laughs> Serpico. What it's, a weird it's a name. It's a movie with Al Pacino. I guess we have to watch it sometime now. Okay. Thanks, Ali. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right, man. Do you have anything else to say about The Simpsons? About this I episode? I do not. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds definitive. So on that note, we are going to close the books. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Leave a little review on iTunes. Uh, join us in the Facebook group. And we will see you next week. Thanks to everyone who listened. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. <laughs>